0: Let's talk about sex so Gina you you have uh, lots of experience with this because of the nature of of your relationship and largely what Paul does for our country which thanks thank him for me by the way but okay the idea of, of uh, parenting solo at times
1: right and
0: you know because right now, you know i got a couple day window of here of, of pam being gone and some training out of state and and it's just so interesting because i notice in me this this heightened level of anxiety the whole time she's gone and i and i keep investigating what is that about what is that about because you know i'm a psychologist you know by training so i kind of get way into my head oftentimes and And it's like, oh, there's nothing wrong. It's not like I can't handle my kids. I mean, I spend a lot of time with them anyway. It's not like I can't handle something. But it's just that idea of, man, what if? You know, what if? And you just kind of could go rampant. And I just want to know, how do you do that for a year being gone? Because Army wives wives. and Army spouses (laughs) deal with that kind of stuff. And then not even to say single parents. Right, and you just think of how that kind of thing right there impacts the entirety of your life in the moment. That man, hats off to him.
1: I know it's all an adjustment, so it's it's something. Good job.
0: <laughs> it's something. I don't know <laughs> if that's good or bad. It's just neutral. But, it
1: can be good or bad or great.
0: Well, it's kind of you just you just you just make the most of it because I just remember one time. That the one time I had a weekend um, with the kids by myself, and I had to teach the next morning at our church, and I was so petrified that whole night because I was all like, "Okay, if, if the ki- if a kid gets sick or if something happens, I got to teach, and I don't have anybody." Back. And I'm just kind of going crazy on all these what ifs, and I sit there and think, "Okay, we do that in every aspect of our life, don't we, to a degree." Mm-hmm that we play the what if game, what if this happens, what if that happens, and we miss the little beautiful moments of what's going on right now.
1: Ooh, and with that, welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio. I love it, Corey. That's Dr. Corey Allen, and I'm Gina Paris, and we love to help you make the most out of love, and sex, and marriage, so we'd like hearing from you, you can Call us at 615 66 or you can email us at
0: feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, <laughs> which we love getting emails. And speaking of, we yeah. got one hot off the presses of yes. an email that's come through. And I love the title because it's just straight out, am I crazy? You know, and that's, <laughs> I think we get moments like that, don't we, where we kind of look at life and what's going on and go, man. Am I crazy? So I'm just going to paraphrase it, and then okay, I, I'm very interested in a woman's perspective on this one. Ah. All right, so this is from a husband that he's been nice. listening to Sexy Marriage Radio, and he's been following Simple Marriage for several months, which thank you, by the way, mm-hmm. to, to the fellow that sent, us, sent the email. He also follows lots of other marriage blogs and sites mm-hmm. so it sounds all like our he's mm-hmm. desperate for information he's just longing I'm, I'm gonna find information because information will help me and so that's that's good i like that idea he's even read schnarch's books and he's probably even thrown in some other ones he have hasn't even mentioned <laughs> so but all that's being said is he's often been told insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result So what do you do in marriage if you're doing all the right things and still not getting an acceptable result after 20 years? It's almost as if I need to become a jerk so that my wife will appreciate what we have, and that's very contrary to my nature. So what do you do about that? How do you get a spouse to recognize what you have and... Mm -hmm appreciate it the way you know because it seems like he's doing all kinds of things to try to better his marriage and his perspective is she's not getting it she's not seeing it
1: yeah so somewhere there's a breakdown in there my first question is if you're doing all that stuff how can you really be staying the same you know, if insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, what all is he lumping into, quote, doing all the right stuff and getting no result? Because if we're, if we're all learning from each other and we're all growing, then at some point our behavior, it, you would think, is creating uh, something different and that by nature has to create some kind of shift. Right. So I would wonder, what really are you doing differently Because sometimes we just get all this data and all it does is make us overwhelmed and mad. Like I've said that before to people who follow me. I think there's times I'll read other marriage blogs and if I read a bunch and then a bunch more and a bunch more, I don't want to encourage you in your marriage. I want to go chew Paul out for being a jerk. (laughs) Like, dang, why aren't you more like Dustin or Tony or, you know. So I don't know. I think there's a problem. I don't really. I mean, I don't wish Paul was more like this. Anyway, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Yeah, I'm but it you. is easy to read all this stuff and you get this whole huge concept of what quote should be. So I'm going to start with that.
0: Right. Because it's talking about, I mean, well, the thing that jumps out to me the most is it's outcome oriented.
1: Exactly.
0: It's I'm not getting acceptable results. What does that yeah. mean? You know, because that's that's a vague term. That's like I'm gonna. I just want to be happy. Well, what does that mean? You can't quantify happiness because it's elusive and it's changing, and it's so huge that you got, you really have to scale it down even more and more to real specific laser focus of what am I really wanting out of this? What am I really seeking?
1: Yeah. And a lot of times what we think we're seeking is not necessarily what we're seeking. So my guess is he's seeking more sex. So did he say what What no, did he say never, he's not getting?
0: Never did. Just said not getting acceptable results.
1: Acceptable results.
0: And, it, yeah, and that's, right. I mean, that's kind of a quantifiable one of I'm doing all this stuff because I really want to get more sex in my life. I want more sex in my marriage. Okay, that's a, that's a quantifiable thing. You still have to define more. Does that mean more quality, more quantity, more spontaneity, more whatever? So, you know, there's there's lots of different defining that goes on in this. And I think this kind of goes back to what you and I c- continually circle back to in almost mm-hmm. every show is it's more about you and mm-hmm. in the moment than it is about what you're striving for, the outcome.
1: Yeah, but striving is absolutely the word that comes to my mind in his situation, Mm -hmm. and it sort of is exemplified by that, you know, and I listened to that podcast, that podcast, that podcast. I've read that book, that book, and uh, 20 other books. Mm-hmm. Well, I know when I'm in that situation, I've read all that stuff too. And it's not because I love it. It's kind of, you know, I think, well, I should learn all this stuff so I can help more people. But when I'm obsessed about something, like when I was obsessed about my weight and developed an eating disorder and couldn't even think about anything else, you better believe I read hundreds of diet books. Right. I was on, you know, all of those magazines that I subscribed to, and, and all it did was confirm to me everything that was wrong with myself. And so, sometimes I think less is more in getting really clear on what, what you want and what you have already that's just wonderful and worth celebrating, and then how clearly you can articulate what it is that you really want. Okay. 'Cause when we focus on what we don't have, what we don't have, what we can't do, you know, all that stuff that starts to feed up a self pity, man, it just creates a lot of darkness. And I think that we're all prone to it. Well it's
0: it's the difference between deprivation thinking and abundant thinking.
1: It's, well, exactly. It's, it's the idea And that's why what
0: Yeah, it's the idea mm-hmm. of there's not enough to go around, so I better go get it, you know, or uh, and you, have, you have to strive and you have to work hard as opposed to if you have more of an abundance mindset that you start to realize that the world is an abundant place and that you've been abundantly blessed with what you already have. And, and I mean, the paradox to me of abundance thinking is when you stop seeking is when you realize you already have it.
1: And that's why we say that how you do sex is how you do life, and how you do life is how you do sex. So look at these other areas of your life. Do you operate out of abundance or scarcity? When it comes to money, when it comes to resources, when it comes to just everything, how you deal with other people. I was telling Corey before we started recording that we took Jordan's car to get fixed this weekend. I thought it would be a couple hundred bucks, and it turned out to be you know, I, I asked Paul, Oh, how much was it? And he just smiled and he goes, it doesn't matter. And I looked at Jordan who I was glad to have home for the weekend and he held up seven fingers and I went, Ooh, you know, and it turned out to be twice that it was like $1,300 and, and Paul paid more than the, than the guy charged him because he wanted to honor him and bless him. And to see Paul operate in abundance just made my heart swell towards him because it's been a little bit of a struggle for him. And so it just plays into our whole um, relationship. When things are really healthy, you see that we're operating in abundance and we're giving not just to each other, not just to our kids, but to everyone that interacts with us. This abundance is flowing out of us, Mm -hmm. and it flows out of us, and it flows to us. And so I found myself kind of doing what this guy is at, you know, here things have been really good lately, and this morning I found myself thinking, wow, Paul knows that I specifically want this specific thing from him, and he is specifically not doing it. And then I started getting mad, and I thought, <laughs> why? I, I, he must be trying to make a point. Like, he is just proving a point that he's going to do stuff on his terms, and, it's, and I need to be specific. I need to get in front of him and say, why aren't you doing this the way I want? Mm -hmm. But then I thought, why? So that I'll feel happier. And I thought, well, what will make you happier? And I thought, well, nothing will make me feel happier than I felt this week with him, just in the way we were with each other and being present and being engaged. And so at some point, you need to get clear. Like, do you really need that blank to equal, quote, what was his quote, Acceptable, acceptable results, results or results yeah yeah, do you need blank action, or is your feeling that you're going after is it can it be reached through other behaviors, like just knowing that she loves you, knowing that she wants to to do these things with you, like are you even connecting with what love means to each of you and how you express it and how you give it and how you receive it, or well, does it have to be by your? label
0: Yeah, and this this is where it becomes kind of an, in, an an even deeper, more interesting discussion in my book because when you start talking about sex, and in the context you and I talk about it, Gina, is we put it within the confines of marriage. That that's that's the right. area that it's condoned and blessed and sacred. So that means then you can't seek it, or you, it's not a good idea to seek it elsewhere. But that doesn't mean that it goes away, the desire or the interest Mm -hmm. even. And so it's that idea of, okay, how do you live in that area of, okay, this is what I want to share with you. You know, this is what we get to create together. This is the secret life that we get to have together. But it's by choice. I'm not stuck with you. You're not stuck with me. There's commitment, yeah, and I, I'm not poo-pooing all over that right? because that's a huge, but that's a personal thing. The, the yeah. com, commitment is more important to your own integrity than it is to your spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's part of who you are. So it's that idea because here's, I, I replied to this email too, mm-hmm. you know, we've been sending stuff back and forth, but I also replied straight to him and just told him straight out, it's where, where I think you need to go is to work towards living in the area of life, which is kind of the... There's a lot of energy there of learning to live and have your spouse understand that they're totally replaceable, sexually and otherwise, even though you're not looking to replace them.
1: Well, that's what I was wondering. Does she realize how serious... these lack of results are to him because it's very possible that he's he's coming to the conclusion my only recourse is to act like a jerk right well then on some level he might think he's communicated but if she's not hearing it then he's not communicated she does not realize the depth of pain and the depth of frustration and how huge it is to him so uh, that was going to be my next thing if you can know exactly what's going to create what you're looking for ultimately and then if that's a huge piece of it then it needs to be articulated look this means so much to me that when i don't get it from you then i feel blank and
0: it's it's not articulated in anger it's it's articulated with some clarity and some calmness and some consistency that's in line with who you are i mean there's a whole different I mean, because I could understand somebody sitting there saying, I have told her that. I have told her all the time. We we never have sex.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. Okay, that's not communicating what's really underneath it. That's just a reaction. But if it's a, you know, I would really like for you to make yourself more available to me sexually. You know, that's kind of a saying, uh, I'm just telling you kind of what I'm looking for. You know, and you do that... Well- at a, you do that outside of the picture of the conversation. You know, it's kind of a
1: yeah. But if I'm his wife and that's all he has said to me, and it's been twenty years, I'm my response is going to be okay, whatever, and I'm not going to change.
0: Really? Okay.
1: No. Whatever. I'm not. Obviously, I don't want him. I don't. I'm not attracted to him. I don't feel like sex is hugely important in this relationship. Okay. If he says it, and I know it's always on his nerves, and I know he's always annoyed with me when he thinks of it. I'm still just going to back up, whatever.
0: Okay.
1: He starts if he comes to me and he is revealing his heart, and I and I see, I see how much he loves me, and I see how much uh, pain there is, and he speaks it in something that I understand. He says it would be as if I did this to you, and I can feel that pain you know, blank, whatever blank. In my case it would be, you know, it would be as if I said this and this to you because I'm so verbally mm-hmm. charged up or, or torn down. So he could he could encase it in my love language and describe it that way so that I could feel the emotion of it and and the repercussion. You know, if if my husband were to say, Gina, you just maybe don't understand how huge this is to me. The thought of me going 20 more years in this relationship the way the 20 has been is is devastating to me. When I feel like I've done all this and nothing changes, then I can't help but wonder is it time for me to end this? Do I need to look somewhere else? Does this marriage mean enough to you? You need to have that flat out Mm -hmm. conversation.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's the idea of moving full on into that gridlock.
1: Exactly. It's not going to be comfortable. Obviously, his personality, he has said he doesn't want to be a jerk. He's trying really hard, but it, it, he doesn't like the discomfort of pressing into it. But I'd say that it's really going to be necessary. And again, to to, as much as he can, do it in strength and do it in love and do it in gentleness because it's possible that it's like lighting a match to her and she's going to freak out.
0: I don't know. Well, and that's just it because when you're dealing with gridlock kind of stuff, you can't avoid it. You have to go through it. Yeah. And to go through it means you have to really make some difficult decisions. And it's not a decision of stay or go. It's, it's more decisions about who you are and who you want to become and who you're with. And so you have to be willing to state, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want out of this relationship. And I can be swayed and I, I, I will adjust that. Because, you know, we all look for different things. What I look for in my marriage now, almost 20 years into it, Is drastically different than what I looked for the first five years. You know, there's a lot of similarities Mm -hmm. still, but there's more depth because of what Pam and I've created together that it's some of those things like, yeah, okay, I can that's not a big deal anymore. When before it maybe it was. So it's just you have to allow for the fact that our solid self is more permeable and moldable. It's not just a static thing. It changes and it evolves. And so all you can do is deal with where you are in the moment. You can't try to say, in five years, if things aren't better, I'm out. Well, you don't know that.
1: It's right. It's more,
0: this is where I am now. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I see. I just want to, I want to make sure you know.
1: And, and, and find out what, what's going on. What is going on with you? Is there something I do that turns you off? Is there something going on that we can pursue together?
0: Yeah, but what if the answer to that is nothing? You're, you're great.
1: Well, they say then, but something's I not can see working Because I can
0: see that being the answer of, I wouldn't change anything. Because it's, it's well. basically, the, the, the dynamic I hear is, he overfunctions for the state of the relationship. So she's allowed to underfunction. He, wow. he's going to take care of it you know what i'm saying i mean that's that's just that's what that's the, what i hear and and so it could be to change that dynamic you have to let her feel the weight of what she's doing or not doing which is almost yeah. a line in the sand but it, it is a look this is just where i am
1: it's not gonna. All I can come back to is it's not gonna be comfortable. No, it's not. But at some point, at some point, there's things need to change. If you need an outside party, if you need to say, "Hey, we've got to seek help. We need to grow past this. We've hit a wall. I feel like I've hit a wall. Please mm-hmm. help me." Uh, yeah, it, it's so worth it. Right. And so that then you can discover together what needs do you have that I'm I'm not fulfilling. You might be shocked.
0: Right, but it's also I, I would go before I would go there because that's the thing I don't like about, you know, he's he's sought out a whole bunch of different sources, and you can get almost paralysis exactly because you hear such contradicting kind of things. Right. Well, this person says this, and this person says this, and so it's almost like okay, go on a complete marriage fast <laughs> of everything except for Sexy Marriage Radio, and, <laughs> and, and, and just trust your gut. Who am I? Who do I want to become? Am I operating from the best part of that? Am I operating from the best part of me and my nature and my values and my integrity? Don't worry about what your spouse is, is or isn't doing. Are you someone you want to be married to? And that's where you start. Because if your house is in order, that puts tremendous pressure on your spouse to get their house in order, or the relationship dynamic will take care of itself.
1: Right. I... I, we just can't say it enough, that coming from your best self. I know when I start to get offended with my husband, then I'm just emotionally shrinking. I'm spiritually shrinking. I feel small. I feel bitter. I I blame him for my low self-esteem. I never had low self-esteem till I married you. You know, that's an <laughs> encouraging thing I've oh, said. Oh, that's
0: so uplifting.
1: Isn't that? And so um, it, it, that comes back to us being... Filled with love that flows to us and through us and around us is so much more attractive, and it's really not our mate's responsibility. So when we come at come at our mate from our best self like that, then you can think with more clarity. Yeah, I
0: mean, look at it. I, I think we've probably talked about this on this show at some point, but it's worth bringing up again. That the example I use with this idea all the time with my clients and anytime I'm speaking is I know very well how to get Pam interested in sex. I know how to set the tone, the right buttons to push, you know, take her out for a nice dinner, pour her a hot bath, give her a massage. You know, I know all the different things that will create an environment where there's a greater likelihood of sex occurring because you get her interested in it. But I can do absolutely nothing to make her want me. Right. That's something that's totally beyond my control. All I can do is present something I think that's worth wanting and see if she chooses it. And that in and of itself is the dynamic of marriage. We like to think we have control over what our spouse will choose, but we really don't.
1: No, especially when we've mentioned that great sex happens for a woman when she feels great about herself and great about her spouse and in touch with her senses mm-hmm. and above the stress. So there's a lot of elements that go beyond just how she feels about the spouse. Right. So, yeah, there's just stuff beyond our control. It's the beauty and the angst.
0: Right. So let me, let's me let kind of wrap this all up with a bow, yep. and I'm going to speak straight to our emailer. Mm-hmm because he's he's looking for help and so this will apply i think to everybody as well but it's one of those you can get to where you're constantly trying on all these different things to find a fix mm-hmm. to find an answer and your spouse could be sitting there saying Whatever thing you're trying on isn't you you know it's whatever such and such says or it's whatever mm-hmm. they say or it's whatever she says or it's, and you're just you know it's kind of like a teenager you know, An adolescent is going through that really awkward phase of they come down every morning dressed differently, and they're trying it on. <laughs> they're just trying to see who they are. They're, they're defining. It's a, it's a developing of self. And in essence, that's kind of what's going on here. He's, he's in the process of a developing of a, of a better self. But some of those need to quickly be discarded because he's not in line with him. He knows a little bit more of his value, of who he is, because I don't want to be a jerk because it's against my nature. Okay, mm-hmm. well, who, who, what is that nature? Stay there. Refine in there. Make that even better. And sometimes we need to add more alpha, which could be kind of jerky, if you will, as a guy. But it's also more of a power of my life and a power of who I am. And we all have that. Mm -hmm. So start with what's working well, with who you really are, and speak from that place. Don't worry about the outcome of it let go of all the attachment to the outcome speak from that place and see what happens let let nature take its course i guess you could say
1: <laughs> yeah and the and the answer is if you're really growing and you're really changing then you're not crazy because you're not doing the same thing over and over that's right. a misnomer yeah. so no you're not crazy
0: <laughs> but we may be <laughs>
1: Yeah, I quit asking. I already know the answer <laughs> yeah, in yeah, my some,
0: house. Sometimes acceptance is a you know true bliss. <laughs> That's
1: right. I'm done with denial.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, keep your questions coming and to the email, or let us know how it goes. I'm interested to cool. hear what happens.
1: Yep, and we do believe in you. Yep.
0: Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio with Corey Allen and Gina Paris. And jump on iTunes, give us a review, let us know what you think. We love seeing feedback good and bad
1: yeah thank you wherever you are yeah wherever
0: you are have a great day great holiday season and lots and lots of sex (laughs)
1: there you go take care everybody let's talk about